That was Playing for Change, a form of uh, music where they gather people from all around the world. They obviously play to a particular track so that they all keep the same time and tempo, then they edit it all together. And in fact, that particular group of people included Ringo Starr, the Beatle, and Robbie Robertson, who was the lead guitarist for the band. And the song is The Wait, W-E-I-G-H-T. I'm sure you'll recognise it. That's to introduce the Fair Tourism Foundation, based in the Netherlands. It's an organisation that helps local communities to develop small-scale tourism activities that help alleviate poverty, improve gender equality and also conserve nature. Our award-winning sustainability reporter, Keely Warren, speaks with the founder and CEO of the Fair Tourism Foundation, Charlotte Lohmann Vogels. Charlotte, thanks so much for coming along on the show today. Now, we have known each other for probably around 12 months or so. We've had quite a few conversations over the, 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 the last little while about community-based tourism. Um, you're the founder and the CEO of Fair Tourism Foundation, which is based in the Netherlands. Now, I know you have got a bachelor's degree in international tourism management and consultancy. You've got more than 20 years of experience in the industry, but your specialist area is specifically around community-based tourism and sustainable tourism, and you've got projects and destinations like Thailand and Kenya. Can you talk to us a little bit today about um, who Fair Tourism are and what exactly is community-based tourism? Yeah, so Fair Tourism was, uh, thank you, uh, Keely, for the opportunity. This is amazing. Um, Fair Tourism was already set up in 1989. It was one of the first organizations working uh, towards responsible travel in the world in that time. And uh, 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 in 2000, I joined them as a volunteer. And in 2004, they wanted to stop the foundation. So I continued. And um, next to um, uh, raising awareness, um, giving a lot of guest lectures, uh, but uh, we, we added a call to um, support communities with the development of community-based tourism. And um, our organization really wants to work towards uh, giving voice to indigenous people as they are often used as a tourism attraction. and. Um, they have so many skills and stories to tell and we want to support them to move away from uh, human zoo kind of tourism uh, towards uh, community-based tourism that they can become leaders in that field by capacity building and um, uh, yeah empowerment so um, when i jump into community-based tourism it's really tourism that takes environmental social and cultural sustainability into account and it is managed and owned by the community for the community with the purpose of enabling visitors to increase their awareness and learn about the community and local ways of life. And I want to add to that that it's also a cross-cultural learning so the, the visitors can learn from the local community and the local community can learn from the visitors. And this is a, um, the, uh, the CBT network in Thailand developed this uh, definition of uh, CBT. And so when you mentioned CBT, that's the, I guess, the abbreviation of community-based tourism. I know one of the, the, yeah. the other things that we've spoken about in the past about community-based tourism is around, you know, the exploitation through tourism that, that 
quite often it does happen in different destinations around the world. And one of the things that you're aiming to do through Fair Tourism Foundation is to really curb that and to find you know new ways of working with the communities so that you can design and deliver tourism in a different way in each destination. Why is it important to design tourism um, differently in a destination and doing it alongside the local community? Because in that way, that's the only way that it can exist in the long term. They need to have these benefits because they're otherwise they're not going to support it. Um, and um, yeah, to really keep the destination beautiful and and and, and you know regenerative for now and future generations, uh, it's really important to involve the local community. Um, and as an African proverb says, is we don't inherit the earth from our ancestors, but we borrowed it from our children. So that is also very good, important to know uh, how we treat the earth. And uh, um, it's also interesting to say that the population of indigenous people is around 370 to 500 uh, million in the world. Um, it's around 5% of the global population, but they are safeguarding more than 80% of the remaining biodiversity the flora and fauna so that is uh, amazing and there should be more respect for them because they have lived with wildlife and nature for um, so many thousands of years and uh, there's so much pressure now on these areas and and we need the the indigenous people they know how to treat it and how to live with them side by side and we can learn from that and uh, they know all these ways how to protect nature and wildlife and we that so that's really important for the uh, in, in this era of climate change and and you know the the pressure on nature and also the um, the loss of na natural areas and wildlife it's very essential to uh, to uh, respect the indigenous people to have this role um, because they are really marginalized and uh, they should not be yeah that's exactly right. And, and one of the other things that we've been talking about quite a bit is around gender equality and how tourism plays a role in developing countries to really improve gender equality. And that's that's actually something that you've been working on with the village in Huaipukeng in Thailand um, with the Kayan community. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yes, definitely. So um, in like the Kayan uh, community Huaipukeng, it's um, not only Kayan, but it's also other Kareni subgroups. Um, so this, uh, they, um, because women are often the culture bearers, so they have the the the, the dress and the, um, so they are used like as an attraction. Um, but with CBT, like this village, we assisted them uh, to transition towards CBT, um, and. Uh, now nowadays um, also men work in tourism because with CBT it's not only the women needing to work but also the men be like the it's really based on their skills so um, maybe often the women are weaving uh, with a with hand loom and um, the men are often making wood carving or bracelets and tourists can join them in that process um, so it's really uh, that really brings gender equality uh, via community-based tourism. And uh, it's interesting because it gives women and men a, a choice and a voice. And we need all voices to ensure a regenerative approach to reach the, the uh, sustainable development goals in 2030 and um, a sustainable future for all. And um, 
uh, yeah, before this CBT in uh, uh, in Hoipukeng, uh, Kayan women, uh, they were objectified because they were, you know, wearing these uh, golden colored rings and that was the only interest for tourists. And that's the, uh, um, yeah. the rings that they would wear um, as part of their cultural dress, which is the neck, the neck yeah. rings, correct? Where it's yes. a part of you yes. know, the lengthening of the neck. And, and in yeah. a lot of those communities, tourists would come into those communities purely to take photographs. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there was, um, they were, they were not, uh, yeah, there were, there, there was no other possibility to learn from them. And, but they have so many stories and so many skills and CBT makes that possible to share that with tourists. And, um, and Huaipukeng did so successfully. And we talked with the, with the people and they're really happy that there is now possibility to share their culture and to have homestay and meals with the tourists and to to really have an uh, like a cross cultural exchange meaningful encounter um, and for example both males and females are recognized to have an equal share not only in the financial benefits but also in the um, provision and management of tourism experiences themselves. Uh, but both are included in tourism development, which have led to equal opportunities for working in a tourism sector and for building leadership skills. So that is, and, and also the wearing of the rings. A lot of children are not wearing them anymore and they think that it's uh, uh, something that will uh, will uh, will stop in the future, uh, That because it's very heavy for the body, very deformative. So that is not the reason to visit them. They have so many skills and stories to share. That's right. There's so many things that you've been doing in um, in Thailand that have really gone on to, to benefit the local community there. And I, I think one of the things that a lot of people are aware of is the economic um, benefits um, and the impact that it has to, you know, work alongside the communities and, and help them to you know, design experiences that they that they can actually offer um, for visitors that come into into those um, you know those areas that are a bit more remote, and um, that that money that is coming into those communities goes back into the local economy, which is also helpful for the local people. What would you say, Charlotte, is some of the benefits for the visitor coming to into those local communities? <clears throat> yeah. So um, really, to have. Um, a transformative experience because when before visiting them or only looking at them to make a picture you will think that they are so different from yourself and they have nothing in common with you but if you start talking with them and really have a little bit of a longer conversation you realize that they're much more equal to yourself than you would think and uh, because they have human struggles like we all do with their families with their children with their husband with with life you know so um, that really brings you closer together and really creates equality between the visitor and uh, the, the the locals and um, it's really those uh, those meaningful yeah. authentic experiences isn't it it's 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 having that you know that that real connection with the local people that live there and really learning from them about their way of life and really understanding the challenges that they have but also celebrating their traditions and their culture in a way that's authentic rather than it being commercialized 
Definitely, and we're very proud to say that Huaypukeng is now the first and only Kareni village that made this transition towards uh, community-based tourism, and that ten uh, more than ten DMCs and their overseas agents are offering these CBT activities uh, now. What, um, uh, Charlotte, what, what what would a DMC, the abbreviation for the DMCs, <coughs> um, yes, break down to? That's a destination management company. So an overseas agent in, for example, Australia or the Netherlands, they will always work with a DMC because they have the knowledge of the destination. So they are situated in the destination. They know which visit villages to visit, which other highlights, which uh, which transport company. So they organize everything for the for the overseas agents because the overseas agents they offer maybe. 10 or more countries. They don't know all the details in that country, so they need to work with a DMC. Yeah, okay, that's fantastic. I know that yeah. you've got your projects in Thailand and you're talking about projects with the Maasai and the Samburu in Kenya. How can people find and participate in supporting your projects and community-based tourism initiatives in general? Yeah, so I think we really want to create awareness that you can visit indigenous people in an ethical way because often people say, don't go there about the Kayan or the Maasai. They say, don't go. There is a positive, uh, a good ethical way to visit them. And that's via community-based tourism. So we're really uh, eager also to work in other countries like Kenya um, to see, uh, to give more benefits to Maasai and Samburu communities. Um to have to reap uh, to have them reap more benefits, but also to uh, ha uh, have capacity building, uh, empowerment, and that they can uh, re be CBT leaders in their own right. And um, so, if anyone, if there's people listening, want to write a thesis about it or internship or volunteer work, they're very welcome to contact me via our website, fairtourism.nl. And um, if there is anybody who want to fund our projects or do CSR activities with us or have like, because many or companies also have maybe CSR budgets, we really need to, if we want to work in Kenya and Tanzania, we really need to have money to do that. So if there's any people from companies listening that want to fund our project with their CSR budget, very welcome to contact us. Yeah, the, the we would be really, really grateful, of course. So yeah, thank you in advance. Yeah, that's wonderful, Charlotte. I know that you also have quite a few internships and opportunities for people to participate and to volunteer and support Fair Tourism Foundation um, sort of throughout the year. Um, what, what would you say would be, uh, I guess, another couple of, um, I guess, tips or examples for people if they're looking for community-based tourism projects as a visitor, as a guest, where could they go to find out more about those sorts of projects that would be available around the world? Yeah, so on our website, there's a lot of information you can find uh, about uh, CBT projects, but also the Planetera, the community-based tourism network they have. And uh, yeah, if you browse on the web, there are so many initiatives uh, on CBT. So you can definitely have a look. Uh, and it's really, I'm really excited because when I started in uh, uh, working on CBT 20 years ago, people were asking me, what are you going to work on? They were like, it, it didn't exist. It was really so in the in the child's shoes, you know, very small and nothing, you know, it was really alternative. And now it has so much momentum. I'm so happy that so many tourists are interested in CBT um, 
and 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 that that makes that creates so many opportunities for development and for linking the community with the tourists and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to live in this time. Yeah, it is a really exciting time <laughs> to be part of the tourism and, and travel sector. I completely agree, and I, I completely yeah. share your passion and enthusiasm. <laughs> and I'm very excited to see how fair tourism continues to evolve and to really contribute and, and really support these local communities. It's been wonderful having you, Charlotte. Thank you, thank you again for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to having you on the show again at some point in the future. And um, yeah, we wish you all the best with the upcoming projects that you're working across. Thank you so much, Keely. It's really been a blast to do this together. And uh, thank you again for the opportunity. You're so welcome. Back and outs. Keely Warren there speaking with Fair Tourism Foundation founder and CEO, Charlotte Lerman Vogels.